Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about St. Louis House Rep Corey Bush here in this video because she gave an interview with PBS and it was all about um, abortion, at least this uh, portion that we're actually going to be talking about here in this video. Now, Corey Bush is a proponent of abortion. You know, she's one of these uh, far leftists that actually believe that it is that it is a medical decision. When we know that um, roughly like 80, 90 percent of abortions that actually happen are just because they don't want the baby. It is just that simple. I completely disagree with uh, Corey Bush. I believe she's a race baiter. She always plays the race card and she is still standing on, you know, defunding the police. She has not wavered one bit. She is a radical far leftist. And. I just completely disagree with her on abortion. Now, I'm going to play the clip here. And in this clip, in this interview, when you're listening to it, this isn't the first time she actually had an abortion. Now, Corey Bush does have kids right now. But, uh, of course, Corey Bush likes to play the race card. Now, she's a proponent of abortion, but yet at the same time, she's actually claiming racism in her second abortion here. Check this out on Fox News. Corey Bush says doctors continued abortion procedure after she changed her mind. No, I'm not ready. And they just continued on with the procedure. Now, I'm not an expert in uh, what actually goes on in these abortion clinics. I would never step foot in one. I believe that, uh, Abortion clinics are nothing more than just mass genocide killing the unborn. I believe it's evil. It's ungodly. And one day you're actually going to have to answer and stand before your maker on why you actually did this. Now, Corey Bush, just in case um, you guys need a little bit of uh, her stance on. Um, on abortion, this is from May of this year. Corey Bush, Dems must scrap Senate filibuster. To save abortion in Missouri. Yeah. She wanted the filibuster dismantled for abortion. Probably other things too. But this is what she actually did say. When it came to uh, Joe Biden and um, the filibuster and abortion. She said quote. I would love for Beijing Biden to use some of his political capital in this way. Once it's done, it's done. And we're talking about something that's been our constitutional right for 49 years. And then it's just rolled back this simply. So she is a proponent of abortion, but she's also a proponent of uh, racism. She likes to play the race card. So let's go ahead, guys, and um, react to this video here. In her about her interview with um, PBS on abortion. Let's go ahead and roll it. One of the things that really struck me 
in the part of your book where you talk about um, the experience you had with abortion is how nuanced your view is. Um, because this is a complicated topic. And you talk about how the fact that it's complicated showed up in your own life. Yes. Um, you became pregnant two years later when you were 19. And you chose to have an abortion. You went to an abortion clinic. At this time, you were enrolled in university. You had started Harris Stowe State University. And you got to the clinic and had second thoughts. Yes. Walk me through what happened. So I, I was thinking back to the first abortion. Okay, you've done this before. You see, she had an abortion before. And Cori Bush, this time, not married. She's been through this before. She committed murder on an unborn baby before. And now she's going to do it again. You know the rooms. You know what it looks like. You know what it feels like in, in this place. You know what to expect. You know um, that you may experience even some harm or some racism in this, in this space. You see, racism. There you go. Cori Bush plays the race card. But she goes to this place, even though she's claiming racism, to kill her unborn black baby. Like, I thought I was ready. Because you had um, experienced because racism I, previously. I had. So I thought I was ready. And I went in and I went through all the steps because they were like, you. it's almost like an assembly line. You know, you go from room to room. And I got into the last room. I, I was helped up onto the table by the nurse. And I laid there and I started to think, well, one, I didn't tell the father that that was about to happen. Um, I and I just. You see that didn't even tell the man she was laying down with. No responsibility for her actions whatsoever. She did not tell the father of this unborn baby and decided, you know what? I think I'm just going to kill this baby today. Heartless evil. I just felt like I needed more time. So I said, no, you know what? I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. And the nurse just, you know, wouldn't listen to me. And I said, no, I'm not ready. And as I'm saying, no, they continue to pull the instruments and, you know, get everything ready. And, and it was just like, no, calm down. You know, no, you're going to be okay. So you were telling them that you didn't want to move forward. Yes. And they were ignoring you. They were. Oh, they absolutely ignored me, um, even to the point of, you know, like calm down as if I was the problem. And so I didn't really know, like, I, I didn't understand at that point where, uh, like, where I had a voice, like who listened to me. And so I remember laying there looking to see um, if there was someone else in the room that would that would listen to me. And the, they ended up putting, during this time, they put the instrument inside me and started the instrument. So it was, and I'm saying no, but it was too late because you couldn't stop once it started. Why do you think they didn't listen to you? Listen to this. The same as, as other times where I haven't been listened to by a provider um, or medical staff. You know, I was a young black woman, you know, I multiple times I felt like it was, oh, well, we know better. You don't know what you need. You don't you don't understand. We know Mm -hmm. better. 
I got to say, guys, it is definitely hard to believe Cori Bush because she plays the race card all the time. So the first time you went to get an abortion, you experienced racism. So you go again and you claim racism yet again. But yet you are a proponent of the mass genocide of unborn babies. Folks, I have no sympathy whatsoever for Cori Bush. None. I feel bad for the unborn children. And I'm going to stand by that. Cori Bush gets no sympathy from me. This woman is evil. She wants to make your streets very, very dangerous and be overrun with criminals. And yet she's still supporting the mass genocide of unborn babies. In this case, black babies. She did it not once, but twice. No sympathy. She is not getting any from me. If you have sympathy on her, go ahead. But I have none for her. This woman is evil. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now i'm back rudrance for our black and white sports too well we know hurricane ian did massive massive damage in the state of florida uh, over 100 people lost their lives and it was a tragic natural disaster uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, America's governor, I like to refer to him as the top gov himself, a future presidential candidate, whether it's 2024, 2028, that remains to be seen. Uh, he has done so much for Florida down there. And of course, when something like this happens, and I know a lot of people are a long way from this, but when something like this happens, you try to find something that can bring some kind of normalcy back to the situation and back to your life. Well, part of that is sports. We saw it after um, Katrina with the New Orleans Saints. We saw it with, um, and it wasn't a natural disaster. It was a terrorist attack, but we saw it with the Yankees and the Mets after 9-11. It's still a disaster regardless. Um, so let's get to this. Breitbart, we will recover Governor Ron DeSantis tosses coin at high school football game. Games after, uh, days after Hurricane Ian. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis traveled to Naples to perform the opening coin toss at a local high school football game on Friday, just days after Hurricane Ian ravaged the area. Naples High School faced off against Barron Collier High School at their home stadium. On Friday evening, as Governor Ron DeSantis walked towards the center of the field to perform the coin toss, the crowd erupted in loud applause and cheers. Let's look at this. This is from uh, the Gov's uh, official Twitter. Is there sound? Okay, here we go.
Man, they love this dude in Florida. Man, we love him all over the country. Let's let's be let's be real. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Let's see if we can get a, a picture here. There we go. Look at that. Yeah, top gov. Uh, the game's announcer noted that the schools in Florida's Collier County reopened on Thursday, eight days after Hurricane Ian made landfall, causing record flooding, power outages, and catastrophic damage to southwest Florida. DeSantis, who previously called Hurricane Ian a 500-year flood event, briefly addressed the crowd after the, after the stadium held a moment of silence for the lives lost due to Hurricane Ian. DeSantis said Friday night, Friday night's game is a testament to the resiliency of Southwest Floridians. Thank you so much. And I think this game and the school being open is a testament to resiliency of our Southwest Florida communities. We absorbed a really significant blow with Hurricane Ian. It's changing the face of this region and it's going to take some time to fully recover, but we will recover. DeSantis also noted that Florida raised over $40 million for charity to those impacted by the hurricane. Quote, we will bounce back. And part of the reason we will bounce, we will, is because Floridians uniting to stand with people that have been affected by this. And we know many of you have gone to floridadisasterfund.org to donate. So I want to wish the players and both teams great luck today. And I look forward to seeing these games just like this in our northern neighbors in Lee County and Charlotte very, very soon. God bless you all. The governor then performed the coin toss, which used a naval seal to commemorate DeSantis' service as a Navy JAG lawyer in Iraq. Wow. Wow. Absolutely awesome. So, um, look, they're they're trying to get back to some kind of normalcy in Florida and it's going to be things like sports. It's going to bring them back together. It's good to see the governor go down there. Uh, Biden went down there and Biden did. Biden didn't really have a choice. He praised Ron DeSantis for his work down there and said that Ron DeSantis was doing very good work. Um, It's one of the few times we've seen anything bipartisan be friendly in a very long, long time. It used to be that nothing like this would ever get political. And, of course, Biden brought up climate change and Kamala Harris made it about color. I mean, come on, for crying out loud. Yes, PolitiFact, she did say that. Quit trying to. uh, (laughs) We've all seen the video a hundred times now. Uh, But bravo to Ron DeSantis. Of course, Ron DeSantis, he was a damn good college baseball player. A lot of people don't realize that. He was. Had a good college baseball career. He's kind of talked about at times, could he have went to the majors? Should he have tried, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can see those kind of interviews out there in the interwebs. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Make sure you use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word will get you 25% off. Go get them right now. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.
All right, guys, we're going to be talking about my governor, Greg Abbott and Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. Now, guys, I must admit, I was not a bit fan of the uh, the busing thing that Greg Abbott was actually doing, because I believe that these people, once they're actually caught in Texas illegally, they should be turned around, sent back into Mexico and they should actually be going back to their own country. I believe if you actually come into this, come into this country, you should actually come in the right way. Now, we know that the Biden administration has an open border policy, even though they're not calling it an open border policy. When you see a record amount of illegal aliens coming into this country, the border's wide open. I don't care uh, what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are actually saying about it. And I believe that they need to pay the price in the midterm elections for this. However, Greg Abbott, Ron DeSantis, they have been uh, shipping illegal aliens to Democrat-run sanctuary cities. Now, these cities themselves are calling themselves sanctuary cities. But guys, really, they are not. They do not want these illegal aliens in their cities. We've seen these Democrats uh, deport the illegal aliens out of their cities and shipping them elsewhere. Well, guys, I believe that uh, Texas has sent roughly somewhere about 3000 illegal aliens over to New York City. And uh, Mayor Eric Adams of New York City has now declared a state of emergency. Yes, a sanctuary city, something that they actually asked for. Now it is an emergency because Eric Adams says that um, it's really stretching the budget of uh, New York City. I believe they're spending, I believe he said like close to a billion dollars on this. Well, this is what your party wants. Illegal immigration. Here we go, guys. Over here on Yahoo Finance. New York Mayor Eric Adams declares state of emergency over illegal alien crisis. This is not a migrant crisis. These people are illegal aliens. I have to say that in every single video. It says here, New York Mayor Eric Adams declared a state of emergency over the city's illegal alien crisis. See, I have to change words all the time. Saying that the recent arrival of more than 17,000 illegal aliens from Central America and South America is straining the city's resources. As part of the order, Adams directed all relevant agencies to construct humanitarian relief centers to provide assistance. Why do you need that? You're a sanctuary city. Why do you need that? Just let these people go run around your city. This is what you wanted. The city will spend more than one billion dollars by the end of the fiscal year on the crisis. Adams said at a news briefing Friday, he called for the support from state and federal authorities saying the crisis is, quote, burning through our city's budget. But why don't you take that up with um your party leader, Joe Biden, and his borders are Kamala Harris, who's never been to the border. But, you know, he's not going to do that. New York and other cities are straining under an influx of hundreds of illegal aliens. Migrants actually come into the country legally, by the way, uh, sent primarily by Republican governors from border states. The city has been working to provide shelter and other services to the illegal aliens, many of whom fled violence in Venezuela and other Latin American countries. 
Adams called the crisis a situation that was, quote, manufactured by leaders in other states. How is it that, for example, my state of Texas, how did we actually manufacture this? Under Donald Trump, we didn't have this problem because he secured the border. But Beijing Biden has opened up the border a lot. This is your bosses doing right here. And I don't believe that Texans should actually be uh, the blame for this. I don't believe that the Latinos at the border should actually have to suffer through this. I said it before, guys. I believe that um, the states themselves should be taking over the border. I believe that Greg Abbott should actually have control of the Texas border. Uh, the same with um, you know, Ron DeSantis over there in um, Florida. I believe they should actually have the right to deport people that come in into their state illegally. It is a mess down there in Del Rio, folks. Go and look at the pictures. There's garbage everywhere. It looks terrible. Unbelievable. Uh, the crisis is worsening an already fragile shelter system, which is operating at near 100 percent capacity. Adam said. Around 61,000 people were in the system on Thursday night and one in five was an asylum seeker. Quote, every day, the total number gets higher every day from this point forward. We are setting a new record, said Adams. Well, guess what, folks? It's actually going to get worse for New York City and good. This is what they wanted. Check this out. Over here on Newsmats. Texas governor will ship illegal aliens to New York City despite emergency declaration. It's not going to stop because guess what, folks? The illegal aliens coming into this country is not stopping. And so more will be deported to places like New York City, a sanctuary city. And Eric Adams is a hypocrite. But it says here, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said, he will continue to ship illegal aliens. I'm even having to correct news mats here to New York City, despite Mayor Eric Adams state of emergency declaration over the recent influx. Quote, sanctuary cities like New York City experience a fraction of what Texas border communities face every day. Abbott said on Twitter Friday, we we will continue to bus illegal aliens to New York City, D.C., and Chicago to relieve our overwhelmed border towns until Beijing Biden does his job to secure the border. Good, good. Eventually, guys, what's going to happen? And this is what actually needs to happen, I should actually say. We actually have to see what actually does happen. Um, Republicans um, end up getting the majority in the House. Day one. Impeach Joe Biden. He's not enforcing the law and Democrats actually aren't really following laws. He needs to be impeached. Now, do I truly believe he will get convicted? Highly unlikely. You would need a super majority in the Senate to actually get um, a conviction. And no president ever has actually been convicted. The closest was actually Andrew Johnson, a Democrat. After uh, Abraham Lincoln was um, assassinated, he was the closest one. And Republicans would need 
roughly like a 70, almost a 70 percent majority in the Senate. That's not going to happen right now. We have a 50 50 split. But even if they actually get control of the Senate, there needs to be a trial for Joe Biden. He has failed this country. And I'm just talking about right now, just the the illegal alien crisis that's actually destroying the border across Texas, Arizona, etc. Democrats should really, really get blown out in the midterms. But, you know, you got your weak Republicans like uh, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham. I mean, these these guys are just not very, very authentic. They're pretty weak. Strong leadership in the Republican Party is actually needed. Very strong leadership, because without that, folks, nothing's going to be done about Joe Biden. He's going to just continue to run amok, break the law and put American lives in danger. So what do you guys think it is? Greg Abbott says, yeah, more illegal aliens will be coming to New York City, Chicago. Why don't they actually send some to L.A.? I don't know if he's actually planning to do that. I know uh, Philadelphia was on the board as well. But um, Eric Adams now calling for a state of emergency, even though this is what he wanted. He wanted illegal aliens in a city. And now he's complaining about, oh, it's stretching our budget a billion dollars. Well, this is what you wanted. This is exactly what you wanted. You know what, Greg Abbott? Send some to Delaware right in front of Beijing Biden's home. Do that. Send send some more to like uh, Corey Bush's outside of Corey Bush's home in St. Louis. Go ahead and do that. How about um, AOC's district? Send them out there, too. This is what the socialists wanted. This is what they should actually get. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrians for our black and white sports. Well, I certainly know what this looks like. This looks like Kanye West went on Tucker Carlson's show in the interview heard around the world. Two-part interview. Two nights. And, of course, he very openly talked about the fact that he supported Trump. Pro-life. Pro-God. Things you don't normally hear from a rapper. He's a very successful businessman. He's worth over a billion dollars. And in prototypical standard operating procedure fashion, uh, you know, he was speaking out about getting canceled, and he's been canceled. I don't know that this should surprise us, but I am surprised by one thing, and I want to make sure we call this out. SoFi Stadium is owned by the L.A. Rams and the owner Stan Kroenke. Stan Kroenke is a Trump supporter, or was, so I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if... Stan Kroenke is unaware of this, has nothing to do with it, or some something in his crowd has caused them to cancel this concert in L.A. that Kanye was going to do. Um, look, 
they're blaming it on staffing. Nobody's going to buy the timing on this. Okay, that's that's the Rams' problem right now. Nobody's going to nobody's buying the timing. It's too it's too convenient. It's too close to what's going on right now with Kanye, and it's to be expected. So that's another reason why nobody's going to buy this. This is OutKick. Kanye says SoFi canceled concert in L.A. after Tucker interview. Stadium says agreement was never in place. Okay. That's funny because Kanye sure thought it was. Kanye posted on Instagram that SoFi Stadium in L.A. canceled his upcoming concert shortly after Fox News aired his interview with Tucker Carlson. Quote, my SoFi Stadium show on November 4th just got canceled. I wonder if it had something to do with my White Lives Matter tea. What do y'all think? He posted on Thursday. He attached screenshots of a person named Nicholas Bildstein. More on him in a bit. Telling him that SoFi scratched the concert due to, quote, inability to staff the event. Quote, I just got news from Vaughn that SoFi isn't available any longer due to an inability to staff the event on a current notice. I've already asked twice to investigate further if there's any way to make it happen regardless, but they got back a firm no. And there's the screenshot. I don't have any way to blow that up. I tried. It would be quite the coincidence that a stadium happened to realize it could not staff West Concert just moments, moments, after he appeared on Tucker Carlson's program. Yeah. Each of the ideas that Wes promoted on FNC could get one canceled in a hurry from his support from Donald, for Donald Trump to his distaste for the BLM organization. However, the story took an interesting turn this morning. Al Kick spoke to SoFi Stadium official who told us that SoFi never had an agreement in place to host Wes' concert and therefore did not cancel the date. For reference, there's no record of SoFi previously listing the concert on its website under upcoming events. SoFi stressed it never spoke to Nicholas Bildstein, despite him telling West otherwise in the above text message Thursday. In fact, SoFi said it was unfamiliar with Bildstein until West posted the screenshot. A profile from Vogue describes Bellstein as an art director who knows West well. Got all that? Because somebody is lying. West, Bellstein, or SoFi all have their names put on their version of the story. West says he has an agreement to perform at the stadium November 4th. SoFi said there was no such agreement. Meanwhile, Bildstein, or Bildstein said there was an agreement and a cancellation. So, uh, and they, they go on to talk about, we report, you decide. Look, I, I tell you what I'm going to decide. It's interesting that this just, just come out. He happens to get canceled right after going on a very high-profile interview. He called out a lot of people. He said a lot of things that I can tell you the ideals of radical L.A., is not agreeing with right now. In fact, they're sitting back mad as hell at Kanye. Let's be real. We know this for a fact. All right? Now, Kroenke is a Trump supporter. He has given to Trump before. All right? Kroenke owns the Rams. He privately funded that stadium. 
it would be a very, very hard sell for me to believe that the L.A. Rams owned SoFi Stadium, privately funded stadium, in which they rent out to the Spanos and the Chargers, it would be a very hard sell to convince me that something that happened in the last week, whether it's the White Lives Matter t-shirt or the now, this is where we're at in society, Kanye interview that's controversial when he really didn't say anything to me that is controversial, but we know NPCs and everybody are losing their minds over that interview. Hell, he even explained why in there. It would be a very hard sell to buy that they did not cancel this concert. We don't know for sure. Maybe they didn't. But it would be a hard sell. So I would love to hear what Cronky's got to say about it. The LA Rams. Uh, they're claiming they never had an agreement in place. Kanye is saying they had an agreement in place. We'll let you decide, black and white sports supporters. That's a hard sell for me. I'm just saying. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Make sure you use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word will get you 25% off. Go get them right now. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about MSNBC's Tiffany Cross here in this video. Now, Tiffany Cross, she is probably one of the most woke people out there in the mainstream media. And she's a leftist and leftists always see every single thing through a racial lens. And folks, what she actually said about um, uh, Tua Tonga-Valoa, as you guys know, uh, Tua had a concussion on a, on a Sunday game. They said it was a back injury. And then he had that horrific head injury in the Thursday night football game. Actually, he's not going to be playing this week where his fingers, fingers just um got twisted and everything. It looked very, very scary. Everybody was actually afraid for Tua. However, Tiffany Cross decided to play the race card with uh, Tua's injury, trying to blame white owners for not caring about black bodies. There's a problem, folks. Tua is not black. How kick. MSNBC's Tiffany Cross says NFL handling of Tua, who is not black, proves white owners don't care about black bodies like his. Tua is Samoan, a Pacific Islander. The man is not black. But I guess, you know, Tiffany Cross, you know, this thing about these leftists, they like to see everything as black and white. White men are the enemy. Black people are the victims. But our Tua is not black. And guys, if you actually go over here to our Mediaites um, Twitter page here, they actually talk about this. Uh, Tiffany Cross puts NFL on blast after quarterback's concussion. 
disregard of black bodies and black life. Now, some of these um, comments here, pretty interesting right here, guys. Um, it, one person says here, sorry, Tiffany, he's not black. Do a little homework so you don't humiliate yourself. Another person says Tua isn't black, but don't let fats get in your way. Another one here, Tua isn't black. He's Samoan. Now, Tiffany Cross does not believe in any type of fat. She believes in victimhood. So let's watch this clip here over on Mediate. And she's on with Michael Smith. And he's just a waste of time, too. But this is what she said, guys. Let's play it. Yeah, and, and just for the folks outside of us who don't follow the sport as closely as you and I right. do, of course, I got to say, Mike, the optics just look bad. To see all these black men crashing into each other with a bunch of white owners, white coaches, and the complete disregard of black bodies and black life. I mean, it just represents a larger issue, uh, and I think that's the problem. And with the NFL ratings through the roof, you know, I just wonder what um, what incentive do they have to just be better? I mean, you saw the whole issue with black coaches, et cetera. So, but look, I, we're going to run out of time I want to get your opinion on. I cannot take this woman. I really, really can't take her. Guys, I I believe I actually talked about this on a previous uh, live stream. She's acting like black men that are playing the game are victims here. Saying that the white owners don't care about um, the black life. Tua, by the way, is not black. But anyway, this shouldn't even be a racial issue. Folks, do you know how many concussions Steve Young actually had when he played in the NFL? He had a ton of concussions. Troy Aikman also, too. Both of those guys are actually Hall of Famers. And they suffered through a lot of concussions in their NFL career. But she wants to play the race card. See, this is the problem, man. We said we said when George Floyd happened that everything would be seen through a racial lens. And this woman is completely moronic. Accusing the owners of racism. Now, it's unfortunate what happened to Tua. But man, obviously, she just not followed the NFL. She just misraced, I guess you can say, Tua. Tua is not a black man. Tua is a Samoan. But Tiffany Cross, like I said, doesn't actually believe in fats. She believes in victimhood. And it just backfired. She tried to make it seem like Tua was a victim. And you know what? Injuries happen. Some players are more injury prone than others. And it's pretty clear that Tua is definitely injury prone. But I don't believe this has nothing to do with the owners not caring about black lives or anything like that. We know, folks, that regardless of race, Players, they will fake a head injury because they want to stay in the game. They don't want to come out of the game. And now that the NFL and the uh, NFL PA, they're probably going to make be making some changes. Last week, guys, you had a bunch of players ended up getting removed from the game because of what happened to Tua. But for Tiffany Cross to play the race card, I find that to be very, very disgusting. But I'm not surprised. Because that's MSNBC. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. 
Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.